0: You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And welcome to The Comics Hall. We've got a... Thank you. The crowd goes (laughs) wild. wild. The crowd goes mild. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a bunch of great new books for you guys this week. We are covering the week of Wednesday, May 26th. We are joined by a fabulous moderator, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I will be in the social channels with you. We are live on Facebook and Let Your Geek Side show on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. So chat with me there and have a great show, everybody. Excellent. Jasmine will be here to take all of your questions, comments, concerns, compliments, Compliments. as Paul likes to say. I'm learning after uh, how many years I've been doing this show? Uh, Uh, Three and a half, (laughs) I think now. Seems like it. But before we launch into the book news for this week, we've got comic book news for this week. I guess new books for this week. Comic book news. Nice. I'm all discombobulated. We've got some amazing amazing stories. We've got some updates in the world of television, uh, graphic novels that cover music, and an ongoing uh, edition of one of our personal favorite books on the stand we totally called, just Right now, totally called it. We're going to start right now with the biggest news of today. Of course, we've got new casting for Sandman. Netflix has announced even more of the cast joining their upcoming Sandman live-action series. As you'll remember, they've previously announced actors like Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer and more, but We've got this beautiful graphic encompassing 12 new additions to the cast. We're not going to run over all of them, but we're going to go over the biggest ones. Joining the cast as The Endless, we've got Kirby Hal baptiste as Death. She is absolutely fabulous in The Good Place and uh, Drunk History, uh, if you've ever watched that show. Uh, we've got Mason Alexander Park as Desire and Donna Preston as Despair. Additionally, Jenna Coleman will be playing Joanna Constantine, who is a character in Sandman, uh, of course, obviously. And Patton Oswalt, making his recent turn on Hulu as Modoc, will be playing Matthew the Raven. <laughs> Additionally, we've got big names like David Thewlis, Jolie Richardson, Stephen mm-hmm. Fry, Sandra James Young, and more, providing additional roles. And just before we hit live, we were joking. This feels like it's only one quarter of the cast, one fifth of the cast, yeah. maybe, if you've ever read even just a hint of the Sand man universe you will know how many sheer characters and cameos make appearances in this gosh darn mm-hmm. series so i'm very excited yes. um let us know what you're thinking about that casting uh in the comments but that is just so i am just so beyond excited to see where they're going to take this story with a cast as massive as that
1: very 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 excited i just got through some of the audiobook as well uh, so yeah, I'm like i got so am i'm, I'm I'm in. I'm so ready for I've this I've got now.
0: the – it's like a 12-disc or like 10-disc, 12-hour uh, mm. audiobook because I don't have Audible, so I bought the physical, the oh, f- dirty nice. physical media version of it. But I'm very <laughs> excited, so that's that's in my car for road <laughs> trips.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's good. That's definitely – just don't go dreaming when you are uh, driving, <laughs> please, Amy. Or so, else
0: I uh, might meet – Kirby Hall-Baptiste.
1: <laughs> Maybe Jenna Coleman, too, who's in the cast. He might meet Jenna Coleman, so who knows? <laughs> um, all right. So, artist Michael Walsh and Image Comics have revealed that the Silver Coin horror anthology is being extended to an ongoing series in response to its breakout success and growing interest among fans, like us too. Uh, we had called it. We called our shot, and we're like, this is probably going to get extended because it is so popular. Every uh, issue, pardon my language, has been a banger. It's been fantastic. I mean, it's been so much fun. Um, so, previously revealed writers had included uh, Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson, uh, Jeff Lemire, and the ongoing announcements of the writers that are now newly announced for the ongoing series will include Vida Ayala, Joshua Williamson, Rom V, and Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, the silver coin number no. five will hit shelves on. August 11th. Uh, again, just a murderer's row, which is fitting. We can actually say murderer's row for this horror anthology. It's nice.
0: They are certified murderers. And yes, uh, it's yes. not too late to jump on the silver coin train uh, mm-hmm. because Chip Zdarsky's issues and uh, Kelly Thompson's issue are both on stands currently or depending on if your store has sold out or not. But I believe they're yeah. still available. And again, this is an anthology series where every story Relates in that it includes a silver, the cursed silver coin, but technically they're all completely different stories. You don't have to read them in any particular order. They're all unique standalone adventures only connected by the presence of the silver coin. Boom. Up next, Freddie Mercury is getting a graphic novel about his life. Z2 Comics has announced that they will be collaborating with Universal Music Group and Mercury Songs Limited to create a graphic novel focusing on the life and times of Queen's Freddie Mercury. The book will be called Freddie Mercury, Lover of Life, Singer of Songs, and is billed as a journey through his life from Zanzibar in India to his formative years in England. The story will be told in his own words, with each chapter giving a glimpse into the many facets of his life. Now, I'm very curious about that part where it's in his own words, if they're taking actual excerpts. Uh, from quotes that he has said or or just kind of um, approximating that. But uh, the graphic novel will be written by Trace Dean, who is also the writer of Z2's All Time Low Presents Young Renegades. Uh, And you may or may not have known this, but Trace Dean is a fantastic contributor to the Sideshow blog. He's covered topics like Clint Eastwood, The Mandalorian, and more. He's very uh, cinema Based, so we've got some yep. great content from him. Fantastic writer. He also wrote a book about the rock for Quirk Books, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, not just any rock. Um, the book not, will not, also not Alcatraz. No, <laughs> not, not Alcatraz. Okay. Um, but the book also features a beautiful cover by David Mack, which you guys are seeing on the screen currently, and artwork by Kyla Smith, Robin Richardson, Sophia Z- uh, Zaragoe, uh, Tammy Wong, and Amy Liu and uh additionally if you guys aren't if you're listening to the podcast feedback and you want to see that beautiful Mm -hmm. uh david mack cover for the freddie mercury graphic novel you can go to sideshow.com geek and check out our blog uh on thursday we will upload all of the assets and covers featured in this episode otherwise thank you for joining us at wednesday 4 p.m pacific time like we're here every week
1: we love and appreciate all of you and it's very fitting that jazz is uh stepping in today because she's a huge david mack fan i believe and so, uh, moving right along here to our last bit of news. The CW has ordered DC's Naomi to a full series starting Casey Wolfel, based on the DC character created by David Walker, the incredible Jamal Campbell, and of course, the needs no introduction, Brian Michael Bendis. The series will follow Naomi, a teen girl whose journey takes her uh, from a small northwestern town to the heights of the multiverse. Ava DuVernay and Jill Blankenship will write and executive produce the project, and Amanda Marsalis uh, directed and co-executive produced the pilot episode. So uh, that should all be coming very, very soon. Um, very, very stoked for that. Again, it just uh, the CW tends to just absolutely crush it with these sort of the introduction of these characters that may not have been previously at the forefront of you know uh, DC's you know shelves, if you will, and. Um, very, very excited for this character. I mean,
0: absolutely.
1: The, yeah, this this character was created from love by three incredible uh, people, and we're very, very excited to see what the CW does with this. And we've great.
0: got an awesome promo image up on the screen as well mm-hmm. that is actually um, kind of a recreation of one of the covers of the Naomi series. Yep. Uh, definitely, definitely unexpected by a lot of people that she would get as uh, popular as she has been. But that was part of uh, the Wonder Comics launch, I believe. Uh, yeah. from DC and 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 here she is now mm-hmm. so don't don't underestimate new characters y'all they're, nope, nope, they're nope. on the rise so that does it for our comic book news for this week but we've got new comic books this week there we go oh, I did it right this time well we're, done with our weekly haul uh, this is the segment in which we will cover the books that came out this week and we're starting this segment off with the aim of the book we like to give you the aim of the book if you were to ask somebody what's this what's this all about um, aim is our our patented acronym system uh, to give you all of the tools you need to make an informed comic book purchase without any of the scary numbers of blank out of blank stars, especially when they start getting in fractions, like a 3.5, and you're like, I get the decimal point. only fraction
1: I need is Matt Fraction. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Uh, so As we Do explain regularly, but we'll just refresh you guys really quickly again. AIM stands for Accessibility, Interest, and Money. Accessibility is how easy is it to grab and read and how difficult might it be to actually physically find this book? Uh, Interest is who would like this? What other books are similar to this title that might interest you or sway you one way or another? There's kind of a branching, almost not like a family tree, but like a branching uh, pathway between different books that are similar in some respects. Uh, And then M is the money or the monetary investment. How much does it cost and how much or what exactly are you getting for your hard earned or ill gotten dollars? We don't judge how you got your money. We do judge whether or not you support your local comic book store and the creators and never pirate comic books, please. Um, With that, Paul, you want to take us through one of your favorite anthology series that are that is not the Silver Coin? <laughs> I
1: sure do. So surprise, surprise, I'm covering. Ha ha. This is ha ha number five, of course, by W. Maxwell Prince, who has been the obviously the consistent writer, and Gabriel Walta on art. Um, this is. <laughs> I love the. What's the word? The solicitation that they gave for this. The. It's called Pound Foolish, which is our main character makes a casserole, and that's what that's what we get, and that's really what you're getting in this story. Now, haha, ha as um, you know, as a title itself isn't as is a horror, is it really horror light? It's not as horror based as the Silver Coin. If you are um, reading the Silver Coin, haha, ha is focused on the many and various different aspects of what it means to be a clown in the modern society, and sometimes not always so modern. Each issue I guess I'm jumping right into the aim here the accessibility Um, each issue again is it's an anthology so you don't need to have read one through four to understand haha number five you can jump right in and be completely comfortable however I do recommend um, reading number one through four because they are fantastic Um, and then this should be relatively easy to find because this is sort of become a Flagship, I would say, kind of, for some of uh, one of images, you know, for image, I should say, in general. Uh, w. Maxwell Prince h- is also just a king over there right now and is absolutely crushing it so you shouldn't have any trouble finding haha number five or even one through four um they're all definitely online um at com- on comiXology or wherever it is that you purchase your comic books um and your local comic shop may have issues um one through one through five as well but definitely call ahead check um and most of them are orderable uh, even if it is a um second or third printing so jumping into the eye the interest this is a A wonderful story um, that will make you want to call your grandparents. Um, I loved this. I believe uh, Rob had also picked it up and said, like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, my God, the feels of this particular issue. It is so good. Um, I had wrote down on my notes for some reason, like my, uh, you know, my my instinct was um, it reminds me of Gran Torino meets Big Fish. um and for good reason uh she so we've got here we've got pound foolish our main character and she used to be in a circus but unfortunately everyone that she was in this traveling circus with um has either completely left her life or they have passed away so she puts on her daily makeup at, you know you know as um she's done every day but her daily makeup happens to be clown makeup and the rest of the world just doesn't understand And (laughs) she feels a little out of place constantly, especially by the price of Cauliflower, which I completely understand. Um, It's it's honestly, this is tied for my favorite issue of the series. This has been the most um, comic- proper Uh, a couple of the other ones have been really focused on the art because maxwell prince um, who's the writer traditionally who's the writer always sometimes just lets likes to let the artist just go nuts but not he he does a lot of writing on this particular issue uh and it's so good um you get a lot of lore on pound foolish's life without really getting too much without being um spoon fed a lot of it and it's fantastic i mean this is surprisingly hopeful for an issue. They have not been hopeful. Like some of them have been like, do not read it if you're in a bad head space because they are so depressing on purpose. And W. Maxwell Prince does a great job of addressing real life sadness, um, bouts with depression, things that he's been very upfront and honest with. And he writes that and, and it's very honest. And so um, this is a, uh, again, a surprisingly hopeful story. And it's really, really good. And again, I, I'm just going to go in. When you read this, Grand Torino meets Big Fish. And then come into the local comic society at show forward slash URLCS and tell me how right I am. Because I'm telling you, big, I get huge Big Fish vibes from this. And uh, you'll know halfway through what I'm talking about. Um, and then the M, the monetary investment, $3.99, which has been the price of all of these, standard 32 pages. And this is five of six. The um, last issue, I believe, is August 11th uh, of this. And I'm very sad by that. Um, but you know what? Maybe it'll go the way of the silver coin and we'll get 40 more of these. Because I will read 40 more of these they're so good so that's haha number five out right now go get it
0: maybe one of the clowns on wednesday august 11th will find the cursed (laughs) silver coin on wednesday august 11th and uh
1: now there's a crossover i would read and then it all merges into crossover by image (laughs) (laughs) and then me name you've got a job for another three months
0: <laughs> <laughs> becomes one massive uh, cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you yeah. guys can go and pick up Ha Ha number five right now on stands. I'm gonna hit you with a new number oh. one from this week. Uh, this is from Vault Comics. We've got the Blue Flame number one. Now this is a really interesting one. Uh, here on the video, you guys are seeing the uh, Christian Ward incentive variant cover. There are a ton of variant covers out for this one this week. Uh, lots of re- uh, lots of really fun ones and Vault has been doing a great job with. They've got some artists in residence who do specific covers for them, uh, but they've also been doing like comic book homage covers, which is awesome. Uh, this is written by Christopher Cantwell. Uh, you might know him from Iron Man. We've got art by Adam Gorham. We've got colors by Kurt Michael Russell and lettering by Hassan Otsman alao Um, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and I, I deeply apologize. Um, but, uh, in terms of accessibility, this is a true number one. That's a little something, something that Paul and I like to say when it is an independent or creator owned title, this means that there are no continuing, uh, back series that you have to read. And, uh, there's no extra material that you need to go into this book. Um, now, sometimes if a, uh, if a company like Boom Studios launches Abbott 1973 Volume One with a or Volume Two, uh, it's a a new number one. But there's there is a backstory. But for this one, there is absolutely no backstory. This is the first issue of a brand new series. That was a long and complicated way of me explaining <laughs> that, and I apologize. Um, this is the Thorough only new number. <laughs> Debatable. Uh, this is the only new number one out from Vault this week, though there are four total releases from them. So if you guys are uh, kind of following the uh, the love that we have for Vault, you can also pick up other titles like Witchblood, Money Shot. Uh, and I believe Hollow Heart is out this week as well. Uh, you should have no trouble finding it, though. If it's a new number one, your store likely stocked up on it. Uh, and it's also t- uh, available on Comixology. Now, in terms of the accessibility, in terms of uh, the story reading accessibility. It's a non-linear story. It might require you to take a little bit of extra time with it, uh, kind of be open to the experience. Um, it's definitely, I wouldn't say cerebral, but it is a, a interesting and uh, unique take on multiple uh, genres. And so you kind of want it, to, and it jumps around its narrative a little bit. So you're going to want to really spend some time with this one. Um, and it's hard for me to explain without kind of spoiling too much, So I wanna take you through the solicitation text that this one uh, came with. This is the blue flame is a cosmic hero. The blue flame is a DIY vigilante that fights crime on the streets of Milwaukee. (laughs) The blue flame is a blue collar HVAC repairman named Sam Browsam. In the wake of a horrific tragedy, the boundaries of his identity blur even further. Now before a universal trial, the blue flame must prove that humanity is worth saving. But in order to do that, Sam Browsam has to save himself, can he? Uh, it's a very, very interesting read. So like I said, the first uh, chunk of this book does launch you straight into a uh, pulp sci-fi storytelling convention, but you do get to see those other sides of his personality. Um, it's also interesting because you're not 100% sure if all of it is true. I mean, that's at least what I took from it. I, it seems like it is all true, but the the way that it goes from cosmic pulp sci-fi to Street level vigilante to this is the guy's civilian identity, um, and here's what he's doing. Uh, it's it's very interesting, and it does jump around its narrative, and there's even scenes that seem completely non sequitur that don't involve the blue, co- uh, the blue, I almost said blue collar, the blue flame at all, um, and those are of course just setting up for a mystery that is yet to be explored. Um, but this is a this is a really nice strong debut. Uh, of this title from Christopher Cantwell. It is obviously not his debut as he is a uh, comics hall regular favorite here. Um, But in terms of interest, fans of, first of all, innovative storytelling and unique takes on especially the superhero genre, uh, because a lot of these independent publishers don't do big cape comics or when they do it's mm-hmm. obviously with a very unique and definitive spin because marvel and dc kind of have the traditional big two cape stories on lock um so like i said we've got a lot of pulp sci-fi kind of a flash gordon-esque style so if you're if you're like that but even the character is a little bit confused about the circumstances he finds himself in and i won't uh spoil that for no spoilers, you spoilers amy i won't <laughs> i haven't read um, it. Yet. But with the street-level superheroes, he's part of the night brigade, and it really does have a a down-low, on-the-ground feeling. So you do get a lot of cool scopes of uh, the blue flame and this character. And and like the solicit says, the lines between his identities, or identity, but the different facets of it, start to blur after a, a major accident. And so... Um, it's interesting to see and, and kind of decide which of these is the foremost preeminent version of the blue flame. Is he a handyman? Is he a DIY superhero? Is he a cosmic savior? Um, but I really, really liked, especially for the superhero side of this, where the book is is more built as a superhero thing. Um, his his group, the Night Brigade, have to deal with ordering pizza for themselves on the night of a public event, upgrading <laughs> the Wi-Fi in their hideout, overdrafting their credit cards on truck repairs and all this kind of mundane stuff. So it does have a very interesting um, and really strong and confident storytelling style um, that distinguishes it, it, itself from just like Guardians of the Galaxy style storytelling, or Daredevil, or any of that kind of stuff that you would find at Marvel or DC. Um, in terms of the M, it is 3.99 and 32 pages long, so that's a pretty good standard Vault price. Um, vault doesn't tend to, to go over 3.99 for books unless it is a Uh, a ratio incentive variant that your store has, in which case they may charge a premium for the book. Um, And then occasionally Vault will put out their own special variants on their website, but that's uh, not the standard practice. You can find this pretty much anywhere for $3.99. And I, and I, I feel like I've skirted around so much of the story, but I really can't tell you guys much cuz it is non-linear so it makes it a little difficult to explain in an easy fashion. Um but I think if you're a fan of everything that Vault is putting out, I would highly recommend it. And again, if you like uh if you like Flash Gordon style superhero stories or the kind of uh bum luck superheroes uh vigilante style it, it the book does feel like multiple stories going on at once, but it does it very confidently and I think in the hands of a writer like Christopher Cantwell with the artist and the team that he has backing him up, um it's it's a strong debut for a very mysterious and mm-hmm. intriguing uh story that's going to yeah. Going to be spinning out of vault, so I'm very excited to see where this goes. Also, a fun bonus feature, uh, which I didn't have a chance to explore before the uh, the show started, but there is a QR code on the opening cover uh, for an original score for the first issue by Aaron cool. Fisher. So you can scan that QR code and actually listen to some music. Um, and you know, if you've watched the show before, how much I love those multimedia, mm-hmm. mixed media, almost experiences with comics when the writers pair music with uh with their writing. Um, and this oh, is yeah. seen previously in Witch Blood. There's a great, uh, there's a great like pairing of like play this song when you reach this page, and then kind of yep. go with it. So that that kind of stuff, I love that Vault is taking a chance and doing those kinds of things with their stories because it's, it's, it's just it's fun. It really that, makes them feel more alive. That Texas
1: Blood. They did a ten a ten song playlist to listen to for the first three issues, and then a whole other playlist for the last ones, and it pairs perfectly. It's wonderful love that that, multimedia
0: yeah that is the blue flame that's the best i can that's the best i can give you without spoiling everything but please uh if you're if you're interested by any of the things that i've said so far take a chance on this book this week take a chance all (laughs) right Um, i abba is not uh the in the soundtrack for this for this issue i'll just say that
1: and a million hearts cried um all right, thank you so much, Amy. So before we move on, uh, Jazz had let us know of a very unique question that we had gotten um, over on YouTube. Jazz, do you want to run us through what that is? Do we got Jazz? Do we got Jazz? Ma- imagine that in my Seinfeld voice. Um, <laughs> or, or I can also, I can just read it as well. Oh, are I'm you here, here. Jazz? i
0: Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, so on YouTube... Charles Tate wants, well, Charles Tate and his wonderful little girl, Ella, want to know why the clown in Haha Number no. Five is shopping.
1: Oh, of course. Well, Ella, hello. Thank you for watching the show. Let us know what you're reading right now. If you are not uh, currently, I don't know how old you are, if you can't currently read, let us know what you'll be reading soon. Um, so, <laughs> to let you know why um, Pound Foolish here is why she's shopping is because she is just, you know, she's going about her normal day and she is making a cauliflower casserole that I also want to try. And I think your dad, should, you and your dad should go out right now and get all of the, well, first you've got to go get haha. Number no. five, at your local comic shop, Ella. That's step one. Step two is you can open up towards like the back half of it. You're going to want to read a majority of it. Ella, I hope you're, are you, is she following along still, Charles? I need to know. Um, Cause if not, I'm, I'm you know, I don't want to waste anyone's time. So step two, there's a cauliflower recipe in there that it seems wonderful. It's for a casserole. Find out first what cauliflower and casserole is. And if you know what both of those things are because you're like 12, then I feel like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) um, She is shopping for dinner because, unfortunately, the older you get, the more you just find yourself – cleaning and shopping that's what you end up doing so i hope that answered your question as as thoroughly as um humanly possible so ella if you got any more questions please submit them to social at sideshow.com i appreciate you all right moving Paul,
0: before we move on oh, though yeah. so you just because we're talking about multimedia experiences with songs and stuff is that an actual recipe you could physically follow
1: 100 percent. yeah oh my goodness. um it's an actual recipe that i believe W Maxwell Prince like makes personally and has learned it from I think he says his dad's side of the family in an interview that I had read on AIPT and uh he said like yeah it's just he likened it to um is it the God, the Godfather Francis Ford Coppola who put a in some of the the sets when it was selling he put a spaghetti recipe because he said if people hate the movie at least they get a pretty good spaghetti recipe out of it <laughs> so um, very similar to Ha Ha number no. five, but like
0: I think you should make this... it and and mm-hmm. give us a review sometime.
1: I will, I will make it. That sounds delicious. And like The Godfather, um, ha, ha is is definitely you know it's it's pretty good. So you're getting multiple things out of it. Sorry, That's, I was not uh, prepared. I did this was not in my notes. Ellen Paul's extremely
0: so sorry. Uh, <laughs> succinct cinematic review of The Godfather. Thank it's you. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs>
1: Eh, the movie is man, but the spaghetti recipe is what I'm here – you know, you come for the spaghetti recipe and you stay for the – whatever the recipe You leave
0: of the, the gun, is. you take the cannoli.
1: <laughs> Boom. Title of our book. Um, moving along to our next aim – I am going to be covering Mr. Miracle, The Source of Freedom, number one. That's actually cover B. Um, cover A is a little different, but I just love this cover so very much. Um, so this is spinning out of DC's uh, future state, particularly Superman Worlds at, uh, Worlds of War. I'm sorry. Um, this was a Superman World of War had two stories, and the back half of The Superman World of War DC Future State book had uh, a Mr. Miracle story that we were following very, very closely. Mr. Miracle, if you are unfamiliar, does more or less nowadays operate on the ground level in Metropolis. Uh, This is this is not, though, Scott Free. This is Shiloh Norman coming to terms with multiple things that would drive any of us absolutely insane, particularly how to deal with the mantle and deal with the legacy that Scott Free is making Shiloh Norman live up to. So jumping into the aim of this book, the accessibility, uh this is a pretty moderate moderately big release for dc comics anytime they have a number one it's usually really well marketed so you should be able to find this uh cover a and cover b at your local shop i did and i went you know at like one thirty, and i didn't have any problems finding it so um and it is available right now on comiXology if uh you are reading digitally which i totally understand so um now how easy is this book to just pick up and read that is the harder question to really get into because while you see the number one, a number one may not always be the best place to start when reading or learning about a new character. Um, Mr. Miracle, I feel is a particularly niche character in and of himself, but majoritively when you read Mr. Miracle stories, it's usually Scott free who's part of the new gods, that Kirby esque style. Uh, This is very much not that Shiloh Norman is a, for all intents and purposes, a, Really, really humanized version of Mr. Miracle. There's no Big Barda, there's no real, um, you know, space odyssey that Scott Free usually gets himself into. This is a really good and a really human interpretation of Mr. Miracle. So if you are Maybe someone that likes that Kirby era, you know, Scott Free fighting with the new gods uh, style of Mr. Miracle. This may not be for you. Um, Now, normally I try to pick books that you can just or we both do. Actually, we both try to pick up books that are as true to a true number one, as we like to say, as possible, meaning you can just pick it up and be completely fine. This may require you to read Superman Worlds of War from DC Future State 1 and 2 to understand a lot of the um, societal and emotional complexities of Shiloh Norman and why he feels like he can't live up to um, Scott Free's legacy. It's very interesting and also there's a lot of references to Mr. Miracle's lore in here that is sort of like hey like that brandon easton being the writer sorry brandon easton is the writer on this and uh uh fico osio is the artist now um brandon easton is a huge 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 mr miracle fan and actually wrote all of the mr miracle stories in the dc future state um event that we just had in february so it's nice to sort of have that continuity so if you read that you will enjoy this it's the same style of writing however i do think uh fico really upgrades the art here um he is incredible I love the new suit design for Mr. Miracle it's actually my favorite I like it way more than like the Tom King one I like Tom King's story of course but the Mr. Miracle suit in this one is is just really cool It's, it's definitely more modernized um so and then again that was all the accessibility by the way uh, so <laughs> jumping into the eye the interest um, so there is a lot of real there's a lot of fun to be had in this book uh, specifically if you are um, familiar with Mr. Miracle you know even like even if you just have a passing familiarity with Mr. Miracle you uh, you'll, you'll enjoy this book. You know, you're going to pick it up. No problem. Now, if you've never, ever, ever read a Mr. Miracle story ever, you have no idea of Scott Free, Big Barda and their relationship and their marriage and the new gods and Superman worlds of war. It may be a little trickier to pick this up. You can still definitely do it and understand it. And then write down all your questions and then just figure them out as you go along. I like to also do that. I like a, I like a comic that, forces me to do research sometimes because it's just fun. It just adds to the multimedia aspect of it. Like we were just mentioning with soundtracks and original scores and such. So that's always fun. Um, So as as I was mentioning, Shiloh Norman is a particularly interesting character. He is dealing with what it means to be African-American in the current climate, what it means to pick up the mantle of Mr. Miracle um, after Scott Free has been the Mr. Miracle for so long um what it means to sort of be Mr. Miracle in a in 2021 and how he is the social media conscious version of that particular character and um how he thinks that he that Mr. Miracle shouldn't shouldn't be up there with the Justice League he should be more ground level helping the people of Metropolis as he says the people that Superman flies over every day and, um, I think that was a really, really good line and a really great direction for Mr. Miracle that I never really thought of because I associate, uh, Mr. Miracle with the new gods. And that's sort of, again, that space odyssey aspect of it, but to have him be on the ground level with his fellow, um, metropolites, I don't know, I don't sure. know what the actual metropolites. Sure. Sounds like a dinosaur, but we're going to go with metropolites, um, is, is a really interesting take on the character. And then speaking of, um, you know, of the world itself and the character, uh, Osio does a great job, who's the artist, of really kind of capturing the um, the various moods that Shiloh Norman, our main character, Mr. Miracle, has when he is trying to escape from something. The art style is a little more chaotic and frantic and really fast and scribbly. Um, when he's just in his apartment chilling, the um, the art's much more refined and relaxed. When there's flashbacks, you can very much tell that it's a different era, and it's always really well appreciated. Um, I think there's a really there's a lot to love in this book. There are a lot of plot lines that you're gonna really have to keep up on. Um, again, you don't have to have read all of the stuff I mentioned earlier to really enjoy this book, but it does help. It's like it's like running. Like you don't need to put shoes on to run, but it helps. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. So jumping into the uh, lastly the M the monetary investment the money it's three ninety nine for thirty two pages which is pretty which is is average for the um, it's on par for uh, DC books right now and this is actually one of six this is a mini series so um, it's only a, a six issue investment and uh, for them to sort of finish telling the tale that they started in Superman World of War for Future states. so Mister Miracle uh, the source of freedom number one. Uh, again by Brandon Easton and Fico Osio. Go get it. It's it's really fun and I think if you are unfamiliar with uh, Mr. Miracle as a Mr. Miracle as a character, I think you're really going to enjoy Shiloh Norman specifically cuz he's a very human version of Mr. Miracle that we don't typically get.
0: And that's it. All right. <laughs> Solid Nailed endorsement. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of spinoffs uh, spin-offs and and characters, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Um Characters Segway. taking, characters taking <laughs> up new mantles. Boom. Uh, I've got our last aim for this week, which is Heroes Reborn Young Squadron number one. Nice. Uh, now, this is a continuation of my uh, glowing endorsement of last week's Heroes Reborn when I kind of caught us up to speed on this Uh, seven-week-long event. Um, In addition, we do have a new issue of Heroes Reborn today. That is number four of the main series, written by Jason Aaron. Uh, But this is one of the one-shot tie-ins. Every single tie-in for this event, uh, well... It seemed like they were going to be three-issue miniseries and such. These are all one-shots, one-and-done glimpses of an alternate Marvel universe in which the Avengers were never formed. Uh, So this is The Young Squadron, written by Jim Zub, with art by Stephen Cummings, art by Eric Arseniega, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Um, Now, while this is not a true number one in the most technical sense, it kind of also kind of technically is. It's very interesting. It's very strange. (laughs) It's an extremely accessible one-shot that doesn't require you to have read all of the previous Heroes Reborn titles, even this week's number four. And I know that because I read this issue before I read number four this week. Mm. Um, It revisits the origins of three popular Marvel teenage characters, Kamala Khan, Sam Alexander, and Miles Morales, who in another life were known as Miss Marvel, Nova, and (laughs) Spider-Man. But Those those heroes don't exist anymore. Uh, It doesn't even follow their typical Marvel Comics origins. So you can go into this even if you've never read a book with any of these characters or their respective series, uh, because it is introducing them as brand new heroes inspired by this universe uh, that has been rewritten by maybe Mephisto. Uh, WandaVision <laughs> fans, if you were disappointed in the lack of Mephisto appearing, you might want to hop on this uh, event for Marvel because you're going to get plenty of Mephisto. Um, but I so the reason why I say it's not technically a new number one is because it's using established characters. It's using Kamala, Miles, and Sam Alexander. But technically, really, the only thing that you would have had to have read or understood beforehand is the Heroes Reborn kind of main title and what's going on, the fact that the Avengers never formed it, the Squadron Supreme, which is Marvel's uh, closest approximation to the distinguished competition, uh, are the new number one heroes in America. And as such, our uh, hero-worshipping generation of superhero teens have different role models to look up to. Um, And the final thing in terms of accessibility this is available online on comiXology so if you can't find it at your local store depending their order numbers may flux depending on the interest expressed in a tie-in to this main event um, but you can always pick it up on comiXology as well in terms of interest if you're a fan of the champions not the young avengers i know that the title is young squadron and might lead you to think young avengers but none of those characters are featured here this is the champions lineup of course Um, because it's meant to be more like a Young Justice style team. Uh, You'll definitely want to check this out, see where your favorite heroes fall in this new rewritten universe. If you're a fan of Amalgam comics or you're a fan of alternate universes that are like, the Marvel What If, it, it, this whole event has a very extended Marvel What If feel to it. Um, I know it does have huge dividend payoffs for Jason Aaron's Avengers series, but uh, a lot of the one-off stories, like the previously covered on this show, Peter Parker, The Amazing Shutterbug, uh, which Paul read, um, so they're they're very much fun one-off, yeah, What If style stories. Also, a another big surprise character in this issue, while I... Don't want to spoil things too much. I will say Deadpool plays a big role in this uh, issue. So if you wanted to see what happened to Deadpool in a universe where the Avengers were never formed, uh, you will want to check this one out. Uh, I will say he's a little bit similar to Harley Quinn. Uh, in terms of where we've seen parodies and characters show up on this, uh, in this event, he's he's our Harley Quinn, um, and there's also a lot of references to Mephisto. So again, if you're if you're chasing that Mephisto high from Marvel, uh, you're gonna want to check that out. In terms of M, this is $4.99 for 36 pages. $4.99 is the standard for this event, excepting of course the first Heroes Reborn issue, which was an oversized. 44 pages for $5.99, but everything else is $4.99. You get 36 pages, slightly oversized. Um, And I will just quickly, just quickly, because it's not really a spoiler. You do get one-page introductions to each of their origins. Instead of Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan is girl power. She has been inspired by uh, Power Princess, who is Zarda of the Utopian Isle wonder who that sounds like uh but she has been inspired by uh not wonder woman's heroics to become (laughs) girl power uh i know a lot of people rolled their eyes at that one but i thought it was cute um (laughs) sam alexander has been exposed to the power prism that dr spectrum uh gains all of his not uh green lantern like powers from and so he has become kid spectrum uh He's no longer Nova. And then, most interestingly, Miles Morales takes on the mantle of the Falcon after uh, Nighthawk's most beloved companion, the Falcon, uh, is killed by the Goblin, which uh, is actually um, another one-shot. It's kind of the Marvel Marvel Presents, and it's almost like the take on the night Gwen Stacy died. But um, Nighthawk oh. is our not-Batman stand-in. Uh, but of course, his not-Robin stand-in was the Falcon, and Miles Morales, wanting to get into the superhero game, Finds a vacancy in a superhero mantle and jumps in. But that is only just the beginning, and literally only the beginning, like, three or four or five pages of this issue once they get into... Uh, the larger heroics after they've all been inspired and taken up their new uh, superhero names. It's a lot of fun. Uh, again, you don't even have to really be reading the event. If you just if you go in with an open mind and an open heart and you wanna see an alternate universe in which uh, these characters were inspired by different superheroes, then you're gonna wanna check this one out. And um, I think I, I did mention it's 36 pages long and as all Marvel comics do, they include a bonus digital edition. So that's a little nice. free bang for your buck if you are picking that one up. So 4.99 gets you the entry price. A physical comic book plus a digital for your online collection. Nice. And that is Heroes Reborn Young Squadron number one.
1: And I promise I will go back and finish reading all of Heroes Reborn. I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> oh, there's just so much stuff. I will be reading on Marvel Unlimited. But it is these a, are all so fun.
0: It is moving very quickly as an event because yeah. I think. Everything is a one shot and the seven issues really it really mostly just affects the Avengers title and it does of course affect titles like Thorn Captain Marvel, which took a break for this month uh, for the event. but it's not one of those ones that's gonna change the future of Marvel forever as we know it because it technically changes the future of Marvel and you got to believe it's gonna go back to normal. so a—it's a it's, a it's a really fun, fast-paced event, so I uh, recommend uh, diving right in.
1: Yes, please. Um, all right everyone so that are, that is that was the four books that we are going to be aiming today uh we will have all of that in the blog going up uh at some point tomorrow usually early. yeah in the usually morning.
0: early in the morning our our podcast usually launches about 8 a.m and the blog yep, yep, yep. with all those covers uh follows shortly thereafter mm-hmm.
1: side.show forward slash blog uh bookmark it and and wait like stare at your computer for at least an hour and it will eventually update and you will see the comics hall wednesday the 26th blog up i promise you so we are moving on to our next segment that we like to call pulling ahead um (laughs) which we uh look at some books that me and amy uh very quickly look at some books that me and amy are very very excited for um sort of coming up in the near near future Uh, i think these are all books that are coming out if not late July, sometime in August. These might all be August books.
0: Yeah. So If you listened to our show last week on the news segment, we did drop a ton of announcements from Vault and Mm -hmm. uh, Marvel Comics specifically. We're not going to overlap any of those, but if you're looking for some of those titles. uh, But otherwise, all of the publishers seem to be dropping their solicitations. This week, a couple are still a little slow on the draw, but I think by Friday we will have all of our looks ahead to August. So Paul and I have pulled out a few highlights for you that we want to make you aware of, because again, as we always like to stress on this show, the key is to pre-order. Let the store know what you want. Let the publisher know what you want, because then Silver Coin might become an ongoing series. Little little comic book magic like that. If you uh you plan ahead for your comics reading.
1: <laughs> Boom. All right. So I think I'll get us uh I'll get us started here with a book that I am very very excited for. It is no shock, no surprise. Look at the rings. That I am a huge DC fan. So of course, naturally, I'm picking a DC book. Um, I am very excited to pull ahead for. Batman Fear State Alpha, uh, Fear State Alpha number one specifically. This is going to be written by a Comics Hall favorite. Up in the Raptors, uh, James Stein in the fourth, JT four artist uh, Ricardo Federici, Federici, I'm sorry, and um, Jorge Jimenez will have variants. Ben Oliver, they've just got so so many people on this book that are absolutely crushing it right now on Batman um now this event has been about a year in the making because this started uh some of the seeds for Fear State and what was happening was um actually uh done right after the Joker War in which that you know James Tynan had also written and that was sort of the uh One of the last times that he had said, like, I I love the Joker, but I'm sort of, I have a little bit of Joker fatigue of my own. And he really wants to steer into a uh, character in Batman's rogues gallery that he's a huge fan of, that I am also a huge fan of. And that is the Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane himself. Um, I'm very, very excited. We're already starting to get some, um, you know, some fear state, get it, fear state. Future State—it's a whole—it's it, a whole play on that, and um, essentially what Future State did was jump in the very far future, or not so far future, of all of these characters across the DC line, and show possible futures and uh, different things that are either happening or might happen in the omniverse. And what we're seeing in Batman and across a whole bunch of different lines is some of those futures that we did see in the event of Future State starting to come to fruition um, and this is no different, we're starting to see the Magistrate, we're starting to see Scarecrow really having like a death grip on the um, the city of Gotham and it's really really exciting we're also seeing a new fan favorite Peacekeeper 1 who is part of the Magistrate, we actually just got the origin for that character so it's incredibly fascinating to see Tynan not only create new characters and he's created so many new characters re- recently in Batman canon you see there of course you see in the cover that we're looking at you see Scarecrow, Batman, um Harley Quinn but now we see Miracle Molly that's over Batman's right shoulder and she's very very interesting as a character and we just got it was Batman 108 I believe that I just read that's technically her origin um, and, and it's it's incredible. So he's really, again, not only creating these characters, but doubling down and creating events around them and creating, you know, really using them as focal points for these events that are going to span multiple titles. It's going to span um, Detective Comics, Batman for about five or six issues, and then Fear State Alpha, and we'll have Fear State Omega, I'm assuming, uh, which will be probably the end of the event. So
0: it's, I'm it's very funny, excited for this. because I keep, in my head, I keep, Calling Miracle Molly Molly Millions, which is for my Neuromancer and Johnny Mnemonic fans, like. But oh. she does have that very because Molly Millions was a like a cybernetically enhanced mm-hmm. uh, kind of assassin. She had nails under her fingers, or like n- like razor blades under her fingers. Okay. Um, and like some of the tech stuff in her body, um, so that's what I kind of see when I see Miracle Molly, and I have no idea if there's any connection there. Um, but I keep calling her Molly Millions, which is a totally I, I different mean, character. But I love I, the design, and I'd love to I'd love to know more about her. So if she's gonna
1: yeah, Tynan's a huge nerd, so it's very possible that it it, it is a Johnny Mnemonic callback. Um, at some point, um, she's great. Uh, the character Miracle Molly, I'm not going to spoil too much of who she is and what her lore is because her lore it does have some spoilers in and of itself for the current Batman run. But um, if you wanted to just read her lore, you can pick up Batman 108 and um, some of 107 as well.
0: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Up next, I've got a little title from Boom Studios called Eat the Rich. Uh, this is a a new release absolutely... You know, you should never really judge a book by its cover, but with comic books... You can and I am like I am just blown away by this cover, which looks like Daredevil meets like Shit's Creek and like oh my <laughs> god I don't know it's like this I I am entranced by this cover, but even more so I'm very excited by the uh, the plot of the story. This is written by Sarah Gailey with art by uh, Pius Bach. This is uh, a psychological thriller and slight horror tale that is recommended for fans of Stillwater and Nail Biter. That was specifically in the solicitation text. Oh, so wow. I love both um, of those books. Yes, so if you enjoy any of that, um, you're going to want to read Eat the Rich. It is about a young woman named Joey who decides to spend the summer with her boyfriend Aster before launching herself into law school and trying to make a career, you know, very busy thing. So just take the summer off. Uh, Her boyfriend's hometown, Crestfall Bluffs, is an idyllic place where Joey will get to meet Aster's childhood friends and family. And she discovers that his family is very affluent and attended to by servants for their every need. But beneath the affluent perfection lies a dark, deadly rot. Uh, and the the question to you, the readers, is will Joey discover the truth before it's too late? And if she does, can she survive to tell yeah. the tale? Uh, so this is going to be, I believe, a, a limited series. I think it's about five issues long. Nice. Um, but you can find in the solicitations for Boom's August releases, there are a number of covers put out already uh, teasing for this title. And I'm, I'm very intrigued. I, I mean, it's a common kind of... Uh, phrase you see on the internet and, and just kind of in younger circles when people are like, ah just eat eat the rich. It's almost like eat the rude <laughs> from Hannibal, but like eat the rich. Yeah. Um so we're gonna eat see your vegetables. Yeah. But uh you know, psychological thrillers are are pretty effective in comic book format as your mind is forced to look at the pictures uh, and move through. So I'm very excited to see how this one goes. So that yep. is going to be up for pre-order as soon as uh, the, the next issue of previews, that nice, beautiful phone book-like uh, thing comes out. Your comic book store should be able to order it with the uh, nice. distributor code, whether from Diamond or Luna or wherever they get their books.
1: Nice. Um, do, we have, do we have time for one more? Or do do have you have
0: any for- more? I have a couple more. I okay. just wanna I want to hit some real quick Marvel updates. There are no images nice. for these, um, but Marvel has yet to drop their full cover gallery. I sh- that should be coming in the next day or two. Uh, but we do have some updates for big uh events or or things happening in august i know i probably said events and people just shuddered but like (laughs) milestone notable issues jonathan hickman's previously unrevealed x-men title has been revealed it'll be inferno uh the same title as the formative x-men crossover of the late 80s and fans are hoping that this is going to be our return of moira mctaggart uh because we have not seen her since Hawkspox. um black widow yeah Black Widow is hitting the 50th issue of her self-titled series, so in legacy numbering. Uh, and it will be with the issue 10 of the current Thompson and Casa Grande run, which is fabulous. Number seven is out today. Um, but by the time we get issue number 10, there will be 50 issues of Black Widow comics. Uh, screenwriter John Ridley and artist Juan Cabal will be relaunching Black Panther with a new number one in August. And yes, that is the John Ridley uh, who wrote 12 Years a Slave, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the next Batman. Yes. And several major titles will be skipping August, but they are expected to return in September. These are not cancellations, as far as we know. Uh, but Marvel has not given a reason why the titles are skipping the month. These include Excalibur, Nonstop Spider Man, New Mutants, Sword, Shang-Chi, uh, Eternals, Excuse me, Shang-Chi, uh, Eternals, Champions, and the Reptile miniseries, which is only a four-issue series, um, the first issue of which is out today. Um, again, no reason given for why these are stopping, but uh, if you are reading those titles, no, a number of X-Men titles, so they're probably taking a catch-up month after the Hellfire Gala, which also, I believe, begins next week. Um, Big week next week. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of stuff coming out in yep. uh, August, and we'll get a full solicitation list from Marvel very soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Very, very excited for all that. I, I had one more smaller one. It's uh, an image book. It's an image and Top Cow book. It's called Saint Mercy. Uh, by Jonzer Platton and uh, Atillo Rojo, and it releases on August 25th. And the plot is, Mercedes Oro is one of the surviving descendants of the Incans, who has been charged with protecting a cache of cursed gold used in their child sacrifice rituals. But when an outlaw tries to steal the gold for his band of thieves, he unknowingly sets events in motion that will unleash an angry god who is willing to travel through the centuries to have what he desires. Um, I read uh, an interview with Platton, and he said one word and it made me think like i am so in on this book and it was trillium uh so if you are if any of you out there are fans of the uh eisner award-winning book by jeff lemire trillium um this may be something to look out for uh it is i've already there are um preview pages for saint mercy that are out there um and we have um what Platton had mentioned, like two incredibly badass um, younger female leads in the story who have every reason to get along, but their entire their their entire being and every their entire cultures are telling them to not get along. Um, and we see the two of them in the cover there, and it's just incredible. And it's got like a you know sort of like the Socio-political fun of the of the Incans and what you know Western like the Wild Wild West sort of was, and then we also have a uh, big old demon god there that's just sort of looming, just hanging out, you know, in in the uh, in the background.
0: He's got a few centuries to get through. He'll he'll be he'll be there in a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's good. So <laughs> don't wait uh, up. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Do not wait up. This is coming out August twenty fifth. So that um, second to last. Yes, yeah, the second to last. Wednesday in August. Um, just something to look out for. Again, the art is beautiful. It's very reminiscent of what you're seeing on the cover. I know a lot of people like to know that as well, but at um, Rojo mm-hmm. uh, did the cover cover a here and did all the interiors as well. I believe most of the coloring too. So uh, it's going to be pretty consistent. I'm, I'm very excited. I'll definitely be covering it on that August 25th episode. I'm just letting you guys know now. <laughs> so um, mark your calendars, mark your calendars, pick this book up, put it in your pool. I believe it should be available. I, uh, or maybe not available. Some of these may not be available to add into your pool now, but if they are, do it. If they're not, do it soon.
0: Yeah, with ver- very, very shortly. I think usually a week or two after the solicits are released. And I did want to just point out Couple quick things from DC. Their full solicitations are online, but we are getting the first issue of a Pennyworth seven-issue limited series uh, in August. That is, of course, based on the television series, but it will span the years between the television series and the modern time, and it will be written by Scott Bryan Wilson and uh, with art by Juan Gideon, Uh, and it's going to tell the story of Alfred Pennyworth, so Pennyworth fans rejoice. And the last thing to note is there are a ton of Suicide Squad reprints coming in August to celebrate the film. I think there's going to be a couple of like one shots and annuals as well. But in terms of uh, reprints, they are reprinting the New 52 Suicide Squad, the Rebirth Suicide Squad, uh, some John Ostlander uh, stories as well. I think they're doing what are called like Suicide Squad case files that collect some previous stories about the members of the teams. So if you're excited for Suicide Squad, which I know I am, uh, you're going to want to check that out. Keep an eye out for August. They're going to supply the goods. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. All righty. Uh, all right. Well, we've got one segment left, folks. One last one. We're, of course, talking about hauler at the Hall. That's us. Um, and we are uh, – we'd asked you all a question in the Let Your Geeks at Your Facebook group and, of course, in the local, co- con- local Comics Society. Um, and the question we asked you, we asked if – there was one comic you could go back and read again for the first time. What comic would it be, and why? And we got some great answers uh, in both uh, in both Facebook groups. First, uh, oh, I lost my uh, place here. There we go. Joe uh, Cormier over in Let Your Geeks Head Show said so many to choose from. First one that comes to mind would be Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force. Great choice. Uh, I recently just finished rereading it, but I remember being so I remember being so into it when I first did read it. By far, my favorite X Force team. And then he also gave us some you know some afterthoughts here. He said also probably Dark Avengers and Batman Nightfall. I've never read Dark Avengers, but I did read Batman Nightfall.
0: All right. Up next, Chris Serma says Walking Dead. First 100 issues. No TV show. No knowledge. Boom. That would be, yeah, that was a (laughs) nice, succinct answer. Mm -hmm. And absolutely agree. That would be a really cool uh, series to re-experience for the first time. Yeah,
1: 100%. Um, And then lastly, 14 Wellington um, over in the local comics society said, The Dark Knight Returns. It was more gritty than any of the comics I had read in the past and redefined the character of Batman for me. It also reinvigorated my interest in not only reading comics, but in collecting again. It would be an absolute joy for me to re-experience even the little moments. And then, of course, provided a photo of his awesome Dark Knight Returns merch. We've got there the animated. We've got Carrie Kelly. We've got the – um, oh, the – I forget his name. But the um, – The mutant leader. Like the mutant – the punk mutants. I, f- I forgot their exact names. But then, of course, the Dark Knight's uh, book. And then the Dark Knight's – it looks like the, like the DC Collect um, versions there. So great, 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 great. Great photo. Thank you so much, 14. Um, And we have – we've got one – we've got a new question. Sorry, everyone. My brain is – this ring lights. (laughs) It's too bright sometimes. We do have a new question for everyone. Amy, you want to tell them what it is?
0: Yes. So put on your thinking caps. This will be for next week's show. We'll post this up in our social groups where you can answer and send us your responses. If you called the shots at Marvel Studios, there's been a lot on the internet this week of like, if you woke up and you were the the head of DC comics or the head of Marvel. If you called the shots at Marvel Studios, what Marvel character who is not yet in the MCU would you fast track a solo film for? Tell us why, tell us what you'd love to Mm -hmm. see. Just shout out a character who has not made an MCU debut, and uh, tell us that if you had what if you had that power, who gets a solo film right here, right now, on uh, the Phase Five <laughs> slate?
1: <laughs> um, now, Amy, before we go, mm-hmm. uh, we need to answer the previous week's question. So, if you if, you're, if you got Men in Black, um, mind mind-wiped. wiped, yeah, who would what comic would you go back and read?
0: I would pick the Wicked and the Divine. Um, oh, I have okay. I have great memories of reading that first issue and not having any clue. Like I I saw the solicitations, I knew it was Jamie and uh, Kieran, and I was like, I loved Young Avengers, awesome. Um, and all I had seen were those little preview images that they put out, which were exceptional marketing. Um, but I bought the first issue. I was staying at a friend's house. It was like raining and thunder and lightninging, lightninging. You know that's a word. Um, that's a- And I was reading the book and I was like, this is so bizarre. This is so (laughs) weird. I love it. It's so weird. And then that just became one of my favorite series to pick up monthly. And it was one of those ones where you absolutely could not guess what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And Kieran and Jamie and all the collaborators, especially for the commercial suicide arc where they had a different artist on every single book, um, just did such a fabulous job with that story. And I, I sobbed at the final issue it was just it was such an em- emotional experience and i would love to go in again having no clue as long as i was guaranteed to like it because if maybe if i read that first issue again and was in a different headspace <laughs> i'd be like i don't want to read this this is weird i don't like it i don't think that would happen but i would oh, just such a good love book. to experience that book fresh again
1: yes and oh and also for a lot of people out there um watching and or listening tomorrow which is would be tomorrow uh we did get a lot of people i think the main consensus was saga a lot of people said they like they would go back and read saga because of all the splash pages but um before we get out of here i think my answer would be i mean you would think it might be something green lantern but it's not it's actually superman red sun uh i would definitely go back and reread that i just i loved that story i don't know what it was it's my favorite superman story um and i remember sitting in a mcdonald's with my grandpa And reading that while he was doing something, I don't remember anymore, but uh, I was just like, oh, when it ended, I remember that very clearly. And that book holds a place very, very near and dear to my heart. And um, I loved I loved all four issues of it. So Superman Red Sun would be my answer.
0: And don't we all aspire to find a book that makes us make that exact sound that Paul just (laughs) made? Exactly. All right. So uh, remember, next week's question is the Marvel Studios. One character who hasn't appeared in the MCU question. Uh, we'll get to you guys soon. Join Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group or the local comics society if you want to answer that. Uh, but you can also reach out to us at the Comics Hall or at the Comics Hall on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also always email us at Hall at sideshow.com. Uh, that, is, that is an indefinite offer. You can always email us with your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, compliments. Uh But until then, we have covered all of the new releases for Wednesday, May 26th. Next week, we've got a new month. We're starting fresh. And without spoiling what we're going to review for next week, Paul and I are kind of thinking that might be our, uh, not an official event, but our halfway to Halloween Horror Week, because there's a lot of really great horror releases for June 2nd. So you're just going to have to stay tuned to find out what they are. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this has been the Comics Hall. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. This has been The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing thecomicshall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, don't forget to let your geek side show.